Hey goons, thanks for tuning in today. Today we have another smoke break with our lovely Doug and Coker reviewing the horror revenge film Gutterballs. As a warning, this film does include one of the harshest rape scenes in film. If this is something that makes you uncomfortable, please feel free to skip this episode and we'll see you on the next one. With love, your Slashers Podcast. One, two, three, four. <laughs> from beyond we're back with an all new episode here and my oh my we got a good one Doug, for what you. the fuck you stupid idiot you th i thought you said you i was going to intro the show don't fucking interrupt no, me you no, fucking no, no. You cunt. Tell me, every time you i'm trying tell, to do a no, fucking fuck interview you, you motherfucker no, shut no, no, your no. fucking fuck mouth you, and go stupid get my asshole. fucking beer guys hey shut the fuck up Fuck you, you it's fucking cunt sucking bitch. Oh, fucking talented motherfucker fucking garbage cum dumb you and yourself. Fuck you and your mom. All of you. I'm gonna fucking cut. Oh, you wanna fuck me? Well, I'll fuck you. I'll fuck you too. You wanna fuck me? I'll fuck all of you, you motherfucking cocksucking bitch. Yeah, that's right. Hi, everybody. Well, that's just a little. Happy Pride Month. Oh yeah, hey. Ooh, okay, I guess our anger management class yeah. is working. We we we've, we've uh, regressed past our anger issues here. But man, what what a what a way to start Pride Month with a film called Gutterball. You know what's funny is uh, for for our listeners to know that whole thing was ad libbed just to give you a taste for what the dialogue is going to be like in this movie, guys. I wasn't ad libbing. <laughs> I wasn't faking it. I saw the hatred in his eyes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was I was I was livid, man. You know, I got to take out my frustrations from the office work here, so. Um, well, anyway, yeah, so how you go, goons all doing on Pride Month here? You know, it's it's hot as balls already. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting here pouring sweat, trying not to make as much noise as I can on the fan here. But, uh, yeah, so like, I, like Mikey said in the uh, trigger warning, tonight's film, if you don't know of Ryan Nicholson, man, uh, you got a lot of stuff to do because Ryan Nicholson is a, one of my favorite Canadian filmmakers, besides Cronenberg, of course. But, you know, I'm sure uh, you guys know all about that here. But uh, yeah, Gutterballs, Gutterballs. So this is a film that came out in 2008 or 2009. It, this film took a t few years to make here. But uh, man, oh man. Well, one thing I want to get started is before we get into the full thing, how did you guys find out about Gutterballs and what was your first reaction when watching it? I mean, first of all, thanks for introducing me as your special guest today for Smoke Break. It's a pleasure to be here. Anyways, I'll go ahead and go next. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, Gutterballs, when it came out in the late 2000s, um, I was already graduated, and I used to literally just go on, I don't even know what website it is anymore, it could have been Amazon, but I would just go and I would just buy, maybe it was eBay, I would just buy like the horror movies that were coming out, um, I mean of course I had to be like semi-interested in it, and there was something charming about the idea of a 80s film that had a slasher in the bowling alley, and I saw it, and I said, hey, let me go ahead and buy this movie. Um, and boy, oh boy, did I get the unrated version. Um, <laughs> Is it the double penetration version? Uh, yes. Um, okay. I, and even watching it again last night, there's things that I caught. Like, there's so much stuff going on in this movie, and there's so many things to look at. I didn't even realize that during the whole rape scene, one of the guys has his dick out, and he's like, waxing his carrot and so i was like oh wow he's had it out the whole time um my first impression of it i really i was i was conflicted because back then and this is on topic for today's show back then i was hardly ever sober um not that i ever did anything bad but you know i was either drunk or stoned so watching it i was pretty much just like ha huh, i got the comedy uh, it was really risque, which, you know, back in that day, it was, like, super cool to be risque and offensive. And um, I thought it was it had, a, it had a cheesy charm to it. And, um, you know, I'm always down for a revenge movie. And it's difficult for me to say that I liked it because of what goes on. But, you know, there's been movies I've thrown away after I've seen it. And let's just say this wasn't one of them. 
Oh, well, what a lovely story, Mikey. I, uh, I really <laughs> tru- feel, truly felt emotional on that. Uh, what about you, Mr. Coke? How was your experience with this the first time you well, seen it? Well, before I get into it, I just want to say uh, welcome back to Smoke Break, everybody, guys. I know we were kind of gone during the Shark Month, but we're back here for slasher-themed summer. And, of course, Mikey is here as our guest for Smoke Break. Mikey, we got to get you on, like, an episode of Smoke Break that's all about gay set slasher films. Are you down for that? Sure. Okay. And this is the perfect month to do uh, it. There we go. Well, actually, I'd like to do L.A. Zombie, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I liked L.A. Zombie. Doug, you know I worked on that movie, right? I know. That's why I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I worked on it, but I haven't seen it. Okay. But uh, anyway, guys, I discovered uh, Gutter Balls. It was... February of 2007. Now, hear me out. It was February of 2007, and I was a freshman year in college, and I was looking up. I found out that they were going to do a virtual film fest, which at that time was practically unheard of, but it was going to be a virtual film fest of, like, super indie underground horror movies, particularly slasher films. And I was just like, oh, cool. And the tickets, I think, for a whole day was about... $10, and they showed about three movies on a special website and with a code and everything, and I was like, oh my god, this is cool, and the three movies were Backwoods Bloodbath, which was terrible, Left for Dead with Danielle Harris, that was also terrible, she's a babe though, but is fucking terrible, and then the third was a bowling alley set slasher movie that I was really excited for the most, because... I saw the trailer and it looked like a bowling set slasher movie set in the 80s. And I was just like, oh my god, that looks so fucking cool and charming. And the third was called Gutter Balls. Finally get up the Gutter Balls and I'm watching it in February of 2007, which means that this movie was probably filmed in 2006. But I digress. Uh, I watched it and at the time I saw it, it was... I don't remember how much it showed that version uh, I don't think it showed as much penis as the version I watched last night, but uh, the rape scene was there in its entirety, and I was like, holy shit, I had a hard time during that. I still had a hard time with that scene last night. And with the exception of that really ugly six-minute rape scene in the movie, the rest of the movie at the time I had a blast with. It was wonderfully gory kills, cheesy setting, um... Characters I couldn't wait to die, uh, to get killed. I and I had, there was a sort of charm to the movie that I really appreciated. And I can tell that the movie was filmed on a super low budget, which at that time I was making short films, so I was like, "Oh my god, this is inspiring." And you know, at the time I liked it, and it got it to the point where I think later that year I bought an indie DVD from the filmmaker's website itself. My memory is fuzzy, so it was like one of the first versions of uh, Gutter Balls that was out there before I think Unearthed Films picked it up. So, but at the time I liked it, and uh, this is my intro to uh, Gutter Balls. Uh, Ryan Nicholson, I didn't see Ryan Nicholson's other movies he did beforehand, that torture movie he did, Live Feed. I didn't see that one. Oh, Live Feed is great. I have that on Blu-ray. It's it's actually really good. It takes place in China, and uh, yeah, it's pretty graphic. It's not as offensive as Gutter Balls. Yeah, it was, but, uh, Gutter Balls was, like, really offensive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but, no, it's Ryan, good. it's oh, definitely, uh, it's definitely, I'm going to, okay, it's definitely, I'm letting you finish, Mikey, my sentence. What? <laughs> it's definitely, you were going to say it's definitely. Oh, I don't Come remember. On. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, it's 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 difficult and you know this is one of those movies that I don't tell people about I let one friend borrow this and she was like what the fuck did you let me watch and I was like you wanted to see it because I have one of those friends that like she's really into the extreme stuff and I was like okay watch Gutterballs um, but when it, it's and to the point about it being offensive um so I don't know, maybe it's just because I was young and stupid and carefree, but it didn't really bug me back then. But watching it last night, that rape scene is hits hard. Um, I don't remember being so impacted by it when I was watching it, and I was like, holy fuck. Um, and it's actually nine minutes long. At the time I watched Gutter Balls, I was early 20s, and I felt the same thing. I was like, yeah, this is edgy, and it's cool to be edgy and shit. And I didn't think anything of it. And same thing with me. Last night I was like, Ooh, this fucking movie, so. Yeah. And, you know, I think P- 
people like the most offensive thing people are probably going to take from it is the portrayal of the trans character but really i have no idea you know i i just this is the first film i've had i've seen of ryan nichols i did see famine i had no idea that was ryan nichols until yesterday um but i like that one as well but you know usually you can kind of tell based on like their opinions how they feel about people of the lgbt community and how it's presented i actually don't think it's that offensive because a at that time it was pretty ballsy to have a trans character there was some terms used um that aren't necessarily appropriate today um but i i think that just comes with a lack of knowledge of the trans community um but the fact that they had a trans character who the whole movie is a joke let's be honest but the trans character wasn't the joke she was actually a friend of you know the the group of friends when she's actually being attacked people stick up for her um when she's being attacked um by it, when they're when they're at the bowling alley and, and they actually like are accosting her and like taking out her like you know breastplate and stuff um it, it's it's disturbing and i think they made it that way and and the reason why i don't think I could see some people are getting offended by it, but the reason why I'm not offended by it is because she wasn't the joke. The whole movie in itself was kind of a joke. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's an inclusive movie. Actually, it's very transgressive, I think, for the time because, like you said, she wasn't put as a joke. She was just this part of this weird cast of characters that all hated each other. Like none of yeah. these characters in this movie, it, to me in real life, I don't think they'd ever be friends. Like who the f like everyone's angry at each other. Everyone's pissed. There's so much talking over each other. In fact, if you look on uh, Guinness Book of World Records, this has the movie for the most swearing. Yeah. Um, literally every single sentence, every single line has fuck, shit, titties, cunt, cum. Um, this you know. dialogue, rewatching it last night, guys, this dialogue felt like a 13-year-old who finally get to write, his, uh, write a script and use every curse word he wasn't allowed to use as a kid. And he's just, every other word, he's like, yeah, I could do it. And that's how this movie felt. Um... Well, before we digress even more into the themes of the rather offensive, trashy slasher movie that is Gutterballs, guys, how about one of us describe the plot? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> I'll give the plot the best description for you. So it takes place in a bowling alley where no one else is in the at. 80s. It's, uh, it's one group of friends, and then another... I don't even want to call them friends because they fucking hate each other. It's like the preppy, like, douche bros. The ones that, remember back in the early 2000s, they would pop mm -hmm. their collar up? And uh, they all just, yeah, we're cool. Um, so basically, they're, they're the fucking pricks of this movie. Uh, and they're, they start off with a fight. I don't even remember what the fight was about. It's like, bitch, get me a beer. She's not your bitch. Suck my dick. You know, stuff yeah. like that. Um, and so it ends with uh, them getting into a brutal fight. And the bad guy, I think his name was Steve. Uh, yeah, he, his name was Steve. He was the fucking... In fact, Yahira watched this movie, too. Like, when she came in and I, she's like, that guy's a fucking asshole. I hope he dies. He's just sitting there, like, literally, he's on PCP or crack the whole time. Because he's, he's fucking angry. Like, I'm like, man, this guy who acted this part, it's like, he probably had a heart attack after this or something. Because he's <laughs> fucking pissed. Anyway, he gets, uh, he gets a bowling ball crushed onto his foot, um, you know, from, from uh, the, the rival team mm -hmm. members there. But then they come back the next day. Uh, well, before I even get to that part here, so they're pissed at the rival team member. They have uh, they have uh, the the chicks over on the other team. Um, they have the the trans character. They have I'm trying to look at all their uh, honestly all their names. I I, I forgot forget all their names, names too. Patrick, Dave, Julia. Just it's the other rival team. And Lisa so Lisa is the main. Lisa is the main one. So we'll remember Lisa. Yeah. So Lisa forgets something at the uh, after after the. Uh, the, the bowling event is over. Lisa goes back into the bowling alley because she forgets something. And uh, the guy who runs the bowling alley, who's another, like, sleazeball, um, who's in all of Ryan Nicholson's films, actually. He plays uh, yeah, a bunch of twisted characters. But he's, he's waxing the floor, and he has headphones on, so he can't hear what's going on. The girl goes up to the arcade room, and that's when the, uh, the, the famed brutal rape scene happens. Uh, what is it, eight, nine-minute rape scene? And uh, I think what makes this disturbing, because I remember when I first seen this, too. I should have went into that. When I first seen this, too, I, I didn't think, I mean, I thought it was like, oh, she's getting raped, um, which is, it's shocking. But at the time, you know, 
2008, 2009, that's when all the Saw torture mm-hmm. porn movies were coming out, Hostel. So we were kind of like, you know, internet was still kind of, we were still using dial-up, I think, around that in Ohio. But, uh, yeah, so so she gets she gets gang-raped by four guys. The same, uh, the same and, douche and like, bros from earlier. The same douche bros who got, one got his toe crushed by the bowling ball uh, as like a revenge thing. And uh, the one guy rapes her on top of a pinball machine. Uh, the other guy takes her to the pool table um, and rapes her. And then the other guy's like, I can't get wet uh, or I can't get hard. And uh, so basically the nerd character uses a, uh, a bowling pin up her vajayjay. And uh, that doesn't end too well. Yeah. And it, I, I, don't, I don't know the version you guys watched. Did you guys watch it on Roku or on DVD? I, uh, I actually have the DVD. I think the version was like really fucking long too all i know is that that horrid rape scene was so long that i was worried that my wife was gonna come home and walk into the room when that scene was happened and she walked right into the room in the middle of that fucking scene while that was happening and i was you should have just said what are you watching <laughs> all in the family season two <laughs> hey you know what's funny is i had to pause and fast forward and i was like oh shit and i just thought to myself thank you mike for picking this movie Oh uh, well, you hire was twerking the whole movie, so <laughs> oh she likes the, the. Oh yeah, the soundtrack to the movie is re- very good too. It's very uh, Jalo, uh, House by the Cemetery style. But um, so anyway, th- this 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 uh, the Lisa character ends up getting pinball or uh, bowling pin raped. But in the version yeah. I seen on Roku, you see everything shows she shaved a full no bush. So I was kind yeah, of you the, know the... that's brave on the filmmakers. Okay, question, Doug. Did your version actually have, like, songs and music from the 80s in it? Uh, it did, yeah. Okay, cool. Just double-checking, because you said Jalo music, and I was like, wait, no, I literally heard, like, Trooper and 70s songs and all manner of things during the version I saw. I was just double-checking. Yeah, well, I mean, the original soundtrack is pretty, like, din, 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 din. You hire yeah. was standing here twerking the whole time, so <laughs> she's like, hey, this is good music. <laughs> um, so anyway, so the girl gets the, violated horribly and pretty much left for dead by the douche bros. Um, and then the next day comes and, uh, they're for some reason after that traumatic experience, they all show up to the same bowling alley <laughs> through rival <laughs> teams again. I'm like, what the I fuck? I don't Le- understand why they're hanging out. Like they hate each other so much, but they're in persistent on playing bowling with each other. And I'm like, just, just don't hang out with each other. Like. When you have kids and they don't get along, you just say, hey, you don't have to see them. So, like, yesterday I was like, why are you seeing them again? Yeah, it, it's so weird because, like Mikey said, I've never seen a movie where characters are so fucking hateful towards one another and they're hanging out. Oh, my God. And then that one guy, the one preppy guy, is always like, hey, get me a beer. So, <laughs> but, but the funny thing is Ryan Nicholson is a big trauma fan, I can tell. Because these characters are basically, like, Slug and Bozo and Julie from the Toxic Avenger. They're that over-the-top stereotype, but, uh, you know, just played to an ump degree. Um, Also, also to uh, continue on with the plot, guys, so they all meet up the day before while Lisa is being silent and has sunglasses on. She's not telling anybody about what happened last night. Sooner or later on the uh, little board's uh, mysterious name pops up on the board games called BBK, and everybody's like, who the fuck is BBK? There's somebody now in a sort of bowling ball or like a bowling outfit wearing a bowling ball bag over as a mask and is now killing them all one by one in the bowling alley as a sort of revenge for what happened last night. And that's your slasher movie, Gutterballs. There you go. You summed it up terrifically without mentioning yeah. the testicle cutting, death by 69. We'll, we'll get to the death scenes. Okay. Okay. Well, see, I'm a, I'm a long-winded guy. I, I tend to go off on tangents on uh, things. So thank you for finishing that book for me, Mr. Coke. <laughs> so anywho, so yeah, this this film uh, basically like had uh, the first death scene I ever seen with death by 69, which is, which is yeah, so – the characters all come in. Like I said, they're all fucking hanging around each, with each other. There's no reason to. They, they keep saying, like, they keep going to the uh, the manager of the bowling alley. And they're like, hey, I need to go fucking clean my fucking ball, you motherfucker. Yeah, well, I fucked your mom last night. The, the the wax machine's in the back, motherfucker. Okay, I'll come around and fuck you. Did you tell your mom I said You know, it's stuff like that. It's great. Actually, my favorite character in this movie is the hot ball waxer machine. So. Oh, when he's the little voice. The little voice, it's like, it's like, eh, you just take a quarter and you fucking cheap ass motherfucker. (laughs) 
But uh, anyways, guys, yeah, there is a death by 69. These two characters are pretty much 69ing in a bathroom. And uh, BBK Killer comes in and pretty much pushes certain parts down to the point that they suffocate. And uh, never seen a double death by 69, but I thought of myself... While I was watching the lab last night, I was just like, okay, I can understand maybe how the guy could die, but the girl, I'm like, okay, bitch, breathe through your nose, and two, he's not that big, okay? So you should be fine. Yeah, we right. saw it. <laughs> yeah, we... Oh, yeah, there's a lot of full frontal rubber dick in this movie, yeah, too. Yeah, th so. that was a prosthetic. I'm like, there's no way you can get your dick hard that long. Yeah, so. no. Mm -mm. Especially in such a dingy bathroom like that. Oh, ugh, you know. Well, unless well, no, you're and they're laying on the bathroom floor. That's floor? So ugh, you know, so... <laughs> well, but you obviously have never been to LBCC where I went to college. Yeah, that was like a norm. That was just a Friday night. So. <laughs> oh, oh, Mikey, the stories we've heard oh, from I've got that cheese community from college. You. I went to the sleaziest Ooh. school in Long Beach. Oh, man. It was known as STD Central. And it was, oh, you know. My God. Yeah, people oh. would. In fact, there was a thing. It's like, anyone down for some bathroom stall blowjobs? You know? I mean, as long as the floor's clean. No, these floors. <laughs> Unlike this clean. floor in this fucking movie. The sperm <laughs> cleaned the floors. I don't know. Oh, God. Gross. But, yeah. The, the uh, the Death by 69 scene was just like, I mean, I'm happy it was done, but y'all should have survived that shit, you know, especially the girl. Yeah. Well, if I die, that's the way I'd want to go out. Well, you know. Okay. Okay. The next, the next, what was the next death scene, guys? I don't even remember any of these characters' names. They're all so terrible. They're like Steve, Tom, Joe, Tyler, Steve, and all mm -hmm. that. Uh, so, so the second death scene is... Uh, the uh, is the trans character pre uh, pre up, Mikey. How would you describe the death of the trans character in this? Because uh, my DVD showed the whole thing. You know. Yeah. Um. So I probably saw the same version, and I think uh, this is this death is really fucked up. Um, oh yeah. Because this is a trans character, a uh, male to female trans character, and so. She makes a comment in the in the beginning that she wishes she can go commando uh, because Lisa bends over and shows her full hamburger when she's bowling, and uh, Sam's like, "I'll be able to do that one day after my operation." Uh, so she goes into the bathroom, and the killer attacks her and basically uh, gives her that reassignment surgery. But the strange thing is, I mean, I don't know how they do it, but like he cuts the dick like long ways oh how I would i describe it's, it it's like a split he, hot dog he takes he takes a switchblade sticks it in the bottom of the trans character's dick and then splits it open halfway like that and you see innards and flesh and everything and it's like oh it's so gross. and it's straight up volchi static zoom the entire fucking time like it doesn't cut away well, that's like the second half of that kill. The first half is, well, honestly, like, like it, it was kind of dumb of the character to go in there and it's like, who's in this bathroom stall? I'm going to call the police officer. Who's in here? Who? It's like, <laughs> just leave. Why are you in the stall? If you see something weird, just go. Um, but, but yeah, she, basically she's like, I'll do anything. Let me go, please. And she gets uh, uh, the, the bowling pin blowjob down her throat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she gets like, so she gets lodged with a bowling pin down there. And then when she's dead, that's when you get the, the, the penis split. So, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I just wanted to go to go straight and, to the and, end. And, and, you know, to to do that to a trans character, I was just like, oh. Yeah, but you got to think about it at the time. Like, like this is when, um, well, what's his name? The guy that James Gunn and all those people, like, they were just being edgy to be edgy, like, on Twitter. Because I remember back oh, in high oh. school, you know, this this stuff was the norm. Like, I, you know, yeah. that's when we made Resident Doug, Emo for that, you know, it's fucking offensive. Doug. Doug, it was the era of Eli Roth. Of course it was normal. Yeah, douche bro whore. That's what I call mm. it. Yeah. So, I, I'm popping my collar. I'm cool, and I'm going to put tits in gore and make racial slurs. I'm a cool bro, bro. Yeah, dude. Yeah. And, and that was just kind of the mentality because I, I, I think uh, – I, I really don't know. Like, when did things really start changing um, when people became more aware of, of, you know, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't be saying this. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. What what year was that? I can't. 2014, maybe. Gotta be honest with you guys. There's a lot of parts of the country where it has, still hasn't changed to that. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, go get me a beer, honey. 
So, no. anyway, that's that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I started to notice that change in horror from that extreme edginess to something a little bit uh, just more based on scares and other material around like 2009, 2010-ish was when it started to slowly change. I mean, 2009, we saw House of the Devil, Trick or Treat, uh, Drag Me to Hell. Things were kind of not being as edgy as they once were, you know. Yeah, and, and this is kind of the... Well, if you if you look at Ryan Nicholson's other films um i like i like ryan nicholson i think he's he was a he 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 died too early i think um from a brain aneurysm uh, or brain tumor or something so i don't i don't know because he also did effects on uh, the walking dead yeah i did um Mm -hmm. so he's a big effects guy so i don't know maybe it was the smell of latex and no circulation or something i don't know mikey what was the next death scene in this um was it the so Steve, the main douche, has two yeah. girlfriends, mm-hmm. um, and I think it was the one because the blonde girl and the guy that looks like Kid Rock go to hook up. Yeah, everybody's just fucking in this bowling alley. Um, mm-hmm. So they leave to go to go hook up, and he can't find a condom, so he has to go buy one. And I think this is when she gets uh, killed. Which I was watching the bonus features, just a little call out. Um, they had a costume designer there who like was given the task of making clothes for these characters that would fit the time. Um, and I, they were just kind of like showing some of the clothes and I was like, Oh, this is actually like, she did a really good job that she was, that the girl was wearing like a tube dress that was like an animal print. And she just made that out of cloth. She found in the bargain basement. So I was like, cool. Um, so shout out to that costume designer. But um, yeah, so they're about to hook up and then he goes to find a condom. He gets the condom and while he gets the condom, um, how does she die again? Well, I know one girl dies by uh, death by sixty nine. The other girl, the other blonde oh, yeah. chick, Wait. the bowling ball. Oh, she gets choked oh. with a shoelace. Yeah, the girl get that. That's uh, the guy's gonna yeah, go hook up like with. The, that's the rocker chick. She's oh, the the, one yeah. The punker girl gets really yeah. boring. Death. Let's be honest, guys. Someone gets stabbed like... in the eyes. Someone gets sta- their eyes ripped out. That's the kid rock guy. Because then at the end, he has condoms coming out of his eye. Oh, oh, that's yeah, right. Holy <laughs> shit. Like, like, these characters are so... <laughs> They're pathetic. so one-dimensional and just constantly being mean and trashy towards each other that we don't even remember how they... We remember, like, the death scenes, but we don't remember who got it. It's yeah. like a fucked-up version of Clue here, folks. It's like some guy died with condoms in his eyes. The other, Although he did have some good jokes in there. He went to go get a condom. He's like, he's like do I want uh, morning spice? Do I want black mamba? No, that'll fall off me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, no, that'll fall right off. <laughs> so. uh, but yeah, I forgot how she died because, you know, there are some really intense and creative deaths, but there's also some, like, throwaway deaths. Yeah. Um, yeah, some deaths I was just like, come on, really? Yeah, so I can't remember how the girl in the tube dressed up. I know she drives topless like every other girl in this movie. Yeah, but uh, one of the other girls gets killed by, uh, she looks up, she's like doing a whole my, my glasses like a Velma bullshit, and then she looks up and BBK killer has two bowling oh, balls yes. and just goes, boom, and That's smashes fair. her fucking head in. And then it it's fun, but it's not nearly as gory as you wanted it to be because her face is still intact. They just had brains ooze out of her back, and I'm like, you could have had her face... I don't know. It's just, you know, I've seen more gory or like head crushings. Just I'm nitpicking. Like if if I was the effects guy, I'd have her eyeballs fly out too. You know. I don't know. Go I Evil Dead. It's kind yeah, of yeah. Go a little Evil Dead. You know. It's it's extreme, but I also feel like if they do like too much, it's going to be too hokey. Because when they when the two bowling balls come and cra- um, crack the back of her head, and then all of her brains spill out and stuff all over the floor, it's to me that was gross. Um, I may have a, a lighter threshold than you guys do when it comes to that stuff. I mean, I'm not one to like not ch- not watch a movie for gore, but I also like my level of thinking things are gross is probably lower than y'all. Um, but I thought that that was pretty good and, and impacting. Get it? <laughs> oh yeah! Oh, oh, oh the jokes. All right, everyone, fan your nuts. That's a good. It joke. really it really hit me from both sides, but. Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Not from side to side, isn't that a song? Mickey Mouse, <laughs> yeah, so. Ariana Grande. Oh, yeah, same. That difference. was Ariana Grande. Yeah. So, you know. But uh, anyway, so we get that we get that kill with the, uh, and he's in a knight's armor too. Um, it's kind of weird. What was up with the knight's armor? 
I know. thought that was a nod to Rabid Grannies, to be honest. Like that scene from Rabid Grannies, because, you know, Ryan Nicholson, he's a trauma guy, so he's got to throw some little things. I don't know, that was me, because I always remember someone in a night suit from Rabid Grannies. Rabid Grannies. <laughs> uh, kind of a weird reference, but, you know, yeah. uh, whatever. But but I think they saved the best death for that wax machine, that one, oh, that, yeah. that one laughing, yeah. cackling. They even call him a hyena in the movie. They're like, yeah, oh. you sound like a hyena. So, so there's a waxer machine that when the part of the smoke comes out, that stupid asshole who laughs like, ah, like that, he sees that two screws are sticking out on the inside. So he tries to get it out and BBK, of course, grabs him and shoves his face into the waxer. And it's just this ridiculously long gore scene of just the face going more in there and you hear flesh scraping and bloods going everywhere and then he just keeps pushing more and more into it and then he finally pulls it out and half of his face is gone with gore oozing out and it's it's an incredibly fun death scene and I think it's the top death scene of the movie. Yeah, it is. That definitely that seems like something that would be in like Toxic Avenger or something. Mm-hmm. Um but also, too, it would also be like in those Mexican cartel videos, too. That's I'm like, man, this is brutal. Fuck. Like, brutal. Yeah, um, this is kind of the same time, like, E-Bomb's World and Heavy was kind of, like, still around, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So that's where yeah. they got the motivation from. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, man, this was, yeah, this this was violent. But it was played as a joke, which made it not as, as, as extreme as you'd get from, like, most of Unearthed films and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it puts it up there. I... I, I think that if it was played for seriousness, people people it would be more like a Lucio Fulci movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. With that style gore, but they should have put Bob's head in there. That would have been. And I don't know if they'll notice, but one of the bowling balls actually said un- "unearthed." Oh, it does it says "unearthed"? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, maybe maybe uh maybe "unearthed" was planned to do this way before it was even released. Because I know Stephen Byro, um, when I worked on that movie, uh, the can you are you allowed to say the title? Yeah, because it's already well. It's that American the one where I'm fully nude and let it all hang out in uh, American Guinea Pig Six, I think it is. So when that comes out, Stephen Byro was directing it, and he was just saying, like, "Yeah, we, you know, before Ryan Nicholson died, they bought all the rights to his movies, so they're they're releasing it. Um, they just put out Star Vehicle, which is another one of his movies. So I'm excited to see all of his movies here. I really uh, think you know yeah. he had a good run here, and and Gutterballs is no exception. I honestly like. I know a lot of people online get give this movie ass juice about uh, uh like oh they make it look like a mini dv film but i like that mini dv style look to it it was kind of annoying because i now you know back when i bought it i had like a modest like 50 you know 32 inch tv mm-hmm. but now that i have like a 70 inch tv i was like oh this is ugly <laughs> yeah this looks like shit but i think that's <laughs> i said the same thing too i watched it on I, oled I... So. I, I watched it on, um, I just watched it on a regular Vizio, guys, and I was like, ooh. Yeah. Oh, man, just watching it in, like, 4K HDR OLED. Oh. I was watching it, and like, ooh, this looks like ass. But maybe that mm-hmm. was the whole, you know, the whole look of it there. Maybe maybe, maybe 20 years from now, they'll look at this movie and it's like, oh, this is like t- the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, yeah. that movie looked like shit on 16 millimeter. And maybe that's and that's the aesthetic they go for. This one, they're like, oh wow, Gutterballs was a masterpiece. You know, Ryan Nicholson was really ahead of its time. He filmed on <laughs> mini DV in 240p. I think he just filmed on straight VHS. <laughs> no, th- no, this was mini DV. I could tell by the little, like, like for example, the darker scenes, like when there's shadows, because you um you could see like that that mini the DV noise noise to it that there's, only mini DV a, had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when during the scene, the what this movie does both some good wide shots of the bowling alley with all the neon lights going. Yeah. I will give it that, but during those scenes, I can even see some of the noise and the lights, Doug. And yeah, I was like, so yeah. But you yeah. know what? It, it it makes it appealing. Now, the one thing I I could say, but I can't talk shit because I make shitty movies too, um, and there's some issues with audio. But the audio on this, I'm kind of like, man, how did that get? How did that get past final processing? Uh, there's some scenes where, like, uh, like in the last half of the act, um, which we haven't even finished the last half of the movie yet. Um, but there's just scenes where there's it sounds like they're underwater or in a can or something. Did you catch mm-hmm. that too? Yeah, yeah, I did. I was like, ooh. But uh, the next, I was going to say, the next death scene, got Mike, did you want to talk about? It's the death scene everybody's been waiting for. It is, well, actually, Steve. Steve, Steve. Well, Steve discovers one frat boy's head in the in the machine. Yeah. 
And there's also, there's a couple of people that have died that we didn't really talk about because I think they might have died off camera. The one with the sunglasses, the douchey guy with the sunglasses, I think he died off camera. Um, but Yeah, he dies off camera, but we discover his head inside the roller scene. Yeah. So Steve, who is the main douche, who is the main culprit of everything that went down the night before, is finds his friend. And he actually says, did you do that to my friend, bro? And it's like, oh, so he is your friend. Um, and he sees the BBK killer. And it's a strange scene. And honestly, like, it has music. I can't remember if it's I Spit on Your Grave or Last House on the Left. But they have music that when something horrifying is happening, it's like a very light, like, I can't even explain the music. But they do that in this one. And so... Um, I don't remember exactly what he does to him. I just know at the end, he ends up sticking him in the ass with a sharpened bowling pin repeatedly. Yeah, it's 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 well worth the death for him because honestly, like for me, it, it's funny. I could see like brutal beatings and stuff on camera, but the sound, if the sound effects are good and the sound, like basically the sound is what gets to me. That's yeah. what makes it all up for it. So basically he confronts BBK, uh, killer behind the bowling alley. Um, and he's like, did you, what did you do to my friend, bro? What the fuck? And then his pants are down. So obviously the BBK killer raped him with the, with yeah. the, uh, bowling pin too. Bowling pin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then finishes him off by just beating his skull in repeatedly with oh, but the same bowling it's pin. It's slow. And the thing is, have yeah. you ever felt a bowling pin? They're heavy. They're heavy as fuck. So, you know, just imagine like he's taking it like a, a champ, even though he's a douche, but he's like getting smacked in the face. With it, and his nose is, like, broken. Like, the, the sound effects they make are really good. Yeah. So I actually felt, I'm like, man, this is fucking brutal. And he's just like, oh, fuck, crook, crook, ash. While he's, like, spitting out blood, and blood's coming out his nose. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so so once he's, like, beaten down to a pulp, that's when the BBK killer gets out that sharpened uh, bowling pin, shoves it up his ass, and fucks him with it, and then beats I his face in. before. Was it before? No, it was, it, it was uh, he it was after, because then he beats his face in. No, he hits him a few times in the face to knock him down, and then when he's down, he does the anal insertion of the pin, of the pin, and then pulls it out, and then uses that same pin to finish beating his head in. Yeah. So, and then that's when you reveal that uh, the 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 other douche bro, um, I call him Muscle Guy, he gets his head stuck into the uh, mm-hmm. the ball return. That, um, and that scene's fun, where the last two characters are like, where's the ball? And the head rolls in, and they're like, ah! Oh, that, like, but that one character at the end, he couldn't act out of a wet sack. He was like, oh, the most wooden no. character. He's like, no, Ugh. what are you doing? Is that blood? It is worse than the Resident Evil PS1 game. You remember? <sighs> Stop. Don't open that door. Like, that's kind of how <laughs> it felt. <laughs> I did not like the final girl in this movie, because first of all, you don't even know she's the final girl because she's just one of the friends and she doesn't really have that much screen time. Um, and so we find out that the killer is Lisa, who is the victim in the beginning. And we find out that there's another killer who is also uh, the janitor that works at the bowling alley, who is also her dad. Which plot hole, not that I'm holding this movie accountability for, you know, efficiency, but... If that was her dad, why was she sneaking back in the bowling alley the night before to pick to get her purse? It's like if it's your dad, just be like, "Hey, dad, I left my purse here." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. Oh, oh, and there's a third killer, Mikey. A third killer is really the nerdy dude who helped yeah. uh, kill the two frat boys. <clears throat> who yep. was one of the douche bros with the in the beginning with, with the, the pin. With, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The nerd guy was the guy that actually did the unspeakable act to her with the bowling pin. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Which was crazy so she is mad because the dad let him in on it and so first of all let's just describe who's who's in this scene because we have yeah i was gonna say girl. i need help with this because i got confused yeah. with this okay, anyway. like, okay. also <laughs> let, let me open it guys the two characters go down into a basement and discover uh, a basement filled with all the bodies of their friends and that's when we get the big killer reveals so yes. they're in a basement with bodies everywhere so technically everybody in the movie is in this basement but mm-hmm. most of them are dead um, we have the final girl who she just has crimped hair. That's the only thing I know about her. I don't know her name. Um, and then we have kind of like the final guy who is that it was Lisa's boyfriend. Um, yeah. So Lisa's boyfriend, the final girl. Uh, and then we have Lisa, who is killer one. We have her dad, who is the janitor, who's killer two. 
And then we have, what was his name? The nerdy guy? Oh, no. Richie? Uh, Richie. I just call him the angry Wilson. video game nerd. He looks like James Roll. So, <laughs> yeah. So then we find out that three of them are the killers. Lisa did not know the nerdy guy was in on it with them. So she's mad because she's like, Dad, he was the one, like, he took part in it. He, you know, did all these things to me, too. And the dad was like, well, I just thought it'd be easier if we had help. Um, meanwhile, there's a lot of fights going on. Meanwhile, Lisa's also mad at her dad because she's like, you killed my friends. Like, we weren't supposed to do that. We're only supposed to kill the people that are attacking me. Um, Lisa's boyfriend knows about everything. Uh, he actually planned it. He, yeah, he planned it. So he knows everything. He's trying to calm down final girl with the crimped hair. He's like, hey, like, you're cool. Like, this is all planned out. And then the final girl is like, no, you killed our friends, blah, blah, blah. So this is where it gets stupid to me because they get final girl to attack Lisa, who obviously is on your side. Like, Lisa is a killer, but she's on your side. She's trying to defend you because she doesn't want her dad to kill you. If mm -hmm. you were smart, you'd be like, okay, let me not attack Lisa, like my only lifeline that I have here. Um, but no, she attacks her, so then her and Lisa are fighting. And then the boyfriend fights with the dad because the dad ends up killing Richie. and By slashing his throat. And it's just this prolonged scene of him just gushing blood everywhere. And I did like that moment where the dad is like pushing his face into the gushing blood, hating his face, going, You did this to my daughter! As blood's just going in his face. That was well, he does have trauma. A, he, yeah, he does have a good one-liner before he like slits his throat. He's like, hey, you got you got a little stain in your shirt. He's like, just where? A, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's some yeah. good gore. I mean, they, they, they probably use like... Like a yeah. half-gallon drum of blood uh, on Just that, so. that throat slit. So they're fighting. Uh, the girls are fighting. Again, Mikey, I, yeah, I don't know why they're fucking fighting. They're fighting. Uh, the boyfriend eventually gets hold of the shotgun and blows the dad's head off this way. Almost like a fucking Pez, like an old Pez candy. And it's just <laughs> blood. Just blood's going everywhere. And then the final girl, if you can call her that, uh, takes the shotgun and then fucking shoots Lisa and her guts go everywhere too. And I was just like, fucking hell. I said Lisa hasn't been through enough. In the yeah, you know. Yeah. It's like, why the fuck? Uh, yeah, I got so confused. In fact, I felt like that meme of, uh, uh, was that where he has, he has like the crime scene in the, and the strings all attached. I'm like, okay, oh, who yeah. the fuck did this? This person did this and they did this. <laughs> why, why am I thinking so much? Why am I doing fucking arithmetic for gutter balls? Um, yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, it's, yeah. But basically, Lisa's boyfriend and final girl leave the building. And Lisa's boyfriend is like thinking everything's, you know, all good. And then Lisa, uh, and then final girl, uh, What's the term? Cox the shotgun? I don't know what it's called. Yeah, and uh, then the, 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 the wooden actor, boy, he's, he's like, wait a minute, don't point that gun at me. What are yeah. you doing? I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, so then she cocks the shotgun, implying she's going to shoot him, and then it ends. Wait, did your version have an actual gunshot noise or no? It did. No, just the, mine just, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe it wasn't paying attention. I yeah, mine, mine had really, a gunshot really noise. Low because of how they talk to each other. I don't think they had closed captioning available, so I had to listen to it really low so that my family wasn't listening to it. <laughs> uh, did Olivia watch this or no? Oh, hell no. Olivia did not. I waited till she was asleep. <laughs> well, see, I feel like if she was to watch this, this would be like the Terrence and Philip movie, like in the next morning. Good morning, fuckface. How are you doing, you motherfucker? <laughs> Kiss my you know, ass. It's interesting that you bring that up, Doug, because I think one of the reasons that makes, like, the sexual assault so disturbing for me now is I have a daughter and mm -hmm. like even though you know we all know it's a movie we all know it's fake like I think that stuff just hits differently when you're older and your situation changes so because I was I was like terrified that she was going to walk out you know even though she was sleeping um, and then during that part I was like on high alert you know how like whenever your dog hears something outside they're just like this the whole yeah. time high alert that's how I was that whole scene because I was like first of all this is disturbing Second of all, I need to make sure nobody comes out of their room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is Daddy's private time, honey. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know your Roku has a little uh, clip for you to put headphones in, right? So, oh, so I, I was um, I didn't watch it on Roku. I was watching it on um, PS4 because I had the DVD. Oh, okay, even better. Uh, yeah, gutter balls the game. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was playing the uh. game. 
Uh, you know what's you know what's a big disappointment about this movie for me? Porque there's not one moment where a head is rolled down the actual aisle and knocking the pins. Well, they did that <laughs> in Fright Night Part Two. I think that's fine. So. They can do it in a bowling alley slasher movie, okay? Well, you know, uh, they didn't have any kills where someone slips in oil because I know they, that's one of the biggest killers at bowling alleys. People slipping in fr- in f- greasy as fuck fry oil. Yeah, you know, know. with those fucking shoes. Um, yeah, so that that's that's gutter balls for you guys. I hope uh, ch- check it out. I think I think in terms of like what you can do with a low budget. I was thinking about this. I had I had written notes on here, but I read my notes and I'm like, I don't remember what I wrote last night. But for example, uh, for for you people that are into like you know low budget filmmaking or, or stuff like that, you really don't need a big budget for it. Like this is a great example of it. Um, and I feel like, yes, it's, it's shocking, you know, you get the rape scene that's eight minutes long, but what I think what makes this movie more so than that, than the rape scene, is the dialogue on that, and I, I feel like maybe I could explain a little bit, like, it's almost like a John Waters effect where you can, you can make people memorize something, even if your characters are bland as fuck, but if you have, you know, obscure, shocking kind of dialogue, like, where people, where the character, if you have, like, weird characters... People will remember it. You know, people will watch this one time and always remember it. They're like, oh, that's a movie where they fucking hate each other. See, yeah. like, that's what everyone thinks. Um, well, I, I feel like they actually did a really good job with, with the douche guys, the bad guys, because with the friends, everybody is just, like, a friend pretty much. Nothing, you know, there's not really much character development. Um, but when it comes to the bad guys, we don't love them and we don't feel sorry for them. We have the complete opposite effect, which is still an emotion and it's still a connection to a character just not a good one um because like those actors especially the guy that plays steve like i'm curious how he is as a normal person because i can't see him acting any other way like is he always on is he always roid raging or is he just a good actor like everyone hated him so much but that's what he brought to the table you know and it's a emotional connection with the character even if it's not a good one it is. See, and, and, like, if you had to see this one time, you'd always remember Steve, right? Like, he's, like, the, the biggest driving force for that here. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't need a big budget to, like, make something memorable. Because, um, you know, Ryan Nicholson's probably turning over in his grave now. You know, even though he's he's gone now, people will still be watching this movie years from now and be like, oh, yeah, that, that, it, who knows? It might be, like, a Rocky Horror Picture Show. Come dressed as your favorite douche and just oh yell God. at people at the movie theater. <laughs> I don't theaters. think it's going to go that far. Yeah. Uh, Guys, we're, we're doing a podcast recording on it right now, so that's one way to remember the movie. There's that. Yeah. But I do feel that this film does have a very select audience, and I feel like most people are not going to like it. No, that's see, that's my biggest uh, takeaway from this movie is I found the second time I watched this movie in my 30s, I was like, okay, this doesn't hold up as well as I once thought it was. Uh, this movie is really rough around the edges. It's super offensive. The the dialogue is memorable yet incredibly juvenile. Every single chance it gets. It is well shot in moments. The gore is fun. The death scenes are fun. Whereas half the other death scenes are kind of eh. Um, none of the characters are memorable. The ending doesn't make any sense. And it's there's something so incredibly trashy about it. And I think. That sort of offensive, oh, yeah. edgy trashiness of Gutterballs is kind of what saves the movie for me. It's kind of what makes Gutterballs stick out of my head. It's not the characters, it's just how incredibly purposely trashy it is. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't even say tra- trashy is, yeah, because it's sleazy, but it, it's almost like vulgar. Like, it, the movie is, yeah, honestly, vulgar. this is one of Definitely. the most vulgar slasher movies I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I would agree. Yeah, it's 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 worth it to watch just for the oddity of it. In fact, I, I'd even say it's less of a movie to watch and more of like a curiosity, like almost something like, um, you know, faces driving to the death. world. <laughs> yeah, like faces. Of, well, I actually like the first Faces of Death. That's actually a good movie. Um, but uh, it, I, not even. I don't even want to say it's like a rites of passage movie, like Faces of Death would be. But this is a, a film that you would say like, oh, hey, you should see this movie and. Um, I feel like it could be good inside jokes between people and, you know, people nudging. It's like, it's like either way, fuck face. I'm going to fuck your wife, you motherfucker. Get me a beer. Like, the, you yeah. know. Um, I, don't, I really don't. Like, it's almost like, oh, drive into the world's biggest chair. Like, that's how this film is. It's like, it's there. Why the fuck am I seeing it? You know, it's, it's cool, but it's 
it's a one and done thing. Am I going to go back and, and wa see the world's biggest chair again? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how this movie is, I think. Um, have you all seen the sequel? I actually, have not. I was about to bring that up. I, I had no idea there was a sequel until this morning when I was looking up quick letterbox reviews of Gutterballs. Might I add, Letterbox fucking hates this movie. But I digress. No I had no clue there was a sequel. And then I saw scenes from the sequel... I saw scenes from the sequel, and there was like the killer might be a woman in the in the bag makeup, and I was like, "Oh, what the fuck is this?" So I I want to seek out the sequel now just to see what it's like. And I was thinking, Mikey, if we end our slasher saga this summer by ending it with Gutter Balls two, like we started with Gutter Balls, we end it with Gutter Balls two. Where can we watch Gutter Balls two though? That's my question. I think I saw that it was available to rent or buy. Um, but I did hear, so we all know our brother podcast, Damn That's Scary. Um, Micah messaged me when he found out that I was watching it for today's episode. Um, and he's like, hey, like, did you know that there's a sequel? And I was like, yeah, I've heard about it. But I wasn't really interested in it because I didn't think Ryan Nicholson did it. Um, but it turns out he at least is listed as the one who did it. Um, but apparently, like... I don't want to misquote him, but something happened to where basically this, the second one got into a bunch of hands and it didn't turn out the way that my, um, that Ryan Nicholson probably wanted it to turn out. So, and there, and I think there's like a bootleg cut where it actually has some of the, uh, scenes that Ryan Nicholson did shoot and everything, but I don't know. I'm definitely interested in watching it. I did hear that it isn't very good. Um, and it makes sense if this is, you know, if this was in the hands of someone else besides Ryan Nicholson doing it, that makes sense. Um, I know one person who's seen it. <laughs> oh, so this is kind of like a hidden movie now. It's kind of like an urban legend. Oh, I've yeah. seen Gutter Balls too. You have a DVD copy of that? A DVD-R? Man, I miss those days. <laughs> oh no, so I was just going to say too, but, um, if you guys, you know, it's, it's mixed things on this. Like I said before, it's kind of a curiosity of a film, but I, I really enjoy this movie and it shows you, you know, what you can do with a little bit of a ample budget. I don't even want to say ample, but like, you know, a low budget, you can really push a lot through it. Um, but if you did like this movie, definitely check out Ryan Nicholson's other films. Uh, and they're all put out through Unearth. So S star vehicles, another one. Um, there's Hanger, which I really like Hanger. Lloyd Kaufman plays a prostitute in that one there. Um, and, and you didn't like Hanger? It was so gross. Oh, I loved like, it. That's why it was so fun. That's right up Doug's alley. That was one that I could not, like, I don't know. I'm just a young, innocent Southern boy from Texas. So a movie about a killer aborted baby is just... But he grows up to be a killer aborted baby. Wait, he wasn't aborted. He was taken out with a hanker. And, well, but, he was but attempted, I, attempted aborted Attempted baby. aborted baby, yeah. Well, Mikey, I was going to say, with that abortion law in Texas, that might be happening soon. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, you never know. Well, hanker yeah, let's, just, let's just show all the lawmakers this movie and be like, do you want this to happen? <laughs> do, do you want do you want the Jehovah's Witnesses to all die in Texas? Then, you know, the, the half-aborted... Man child is going to be killing all because he eats the Jehovah's Witness, that's what he does, yeah. So. But yeah, I just remember watching it and being super grossed out. But, um, but well, I the one guy, um, I liked it, fa yeah, I liked Famine as well, too. I, I only remember bits and pieces from Famine. The only part I remember, I gotta be honest with you guys, I remember Famine being in place in a high school, I remember the killer wearing a weird, like, handyman mascot outfit. And I remember the main girl with the short black hair who was absolutely drop-dead gorgeous, and that's all I remember from that movie. I remember being like, she's not a high schooler. <laughs> Yo, no, fuck no. She's like, I'm no. only 42. I had dropped, yeah. I skipped a few classes. Skipped, so. I, I failed a couple times. Yeah, that's but like yeah. the whole cast from Slaughter High. So. <laughs> yeah, I say if we can find gutter balls too, we give it a go. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. I'm, I'm all down for going balls deep, you know, so... <laughs> All right. Well, anything else you guys want to add to this very special uh, gutter balls uh, month uh, with Mikey? Anything else you guys want to add to the table? Hey guys, if you want a very down, how do I describe gutter balls? Is like above underground, but like how? Stop me if you don't like this one, guys. I would describe gutter balls as above underground, but below straight to video. If that makes sense. 
Yeah, well, this is definitely like a like the ideal mark place for an for unearth films logo. You know what I mean? Like the like it, oh, it, it's up there with like American guinea pig and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, I would say this but, is the horror community's dirty little secret of a movie. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely yeah. a good way to put it. So this is like after after they show like a screening of Maniac at midnight. They're like, hey, you want to come down? You know, some guy in a trench coat opens up his car. He's like, you want to come see? gutter balls at 2 a.m. come down here to my sleazy basement and you get like the nightclub where people are whipping each other and people are pissing on the walls so so this movie yeah gutter balls is definitely a gutter balls is definitely a two to four in the morning slasher movie oh definitely and i think since your eyes will be a little foggy it'll make the picture look a little better (laughs) yeah yeah uh, but that, that's gutter balls for you. I'm a big fan of this movie. I really liked it, and uh, you know, it's it, it is what it is. Um, it's it's shocking. It's gross. It's offensive. Um, but it's a piece of cinema history that you know we can't uh, we can't deny. It's there. It exists, and I feel like it. You know, everyone was firing on all cylinders. Like it, it may be shocking with the characters on there, but I feel like everybody had a good time making this movie. That's kind of what it felt yeah. like. Yeah, I, I think I feel the same way because it kind of shows. Because this is, I don't really like watching special features of movies unless I like am interested in like the production side. And this is one where I just found out yesterday that they have a making of gutter balls on the special features. So I started watching it, and it everybody just looked like they were having a really good time. They're like playing pranks on each other and stuff. So, you know, it just it it, it brings that extra connection to the movie, and you know. Well, th- those behind the scenes, did you did that answer your question if Steve was like that in real life? No, because I haven't finished it. And everybody's uh-huh. like, hi, I'm so-and-so, and I play so-and-so. I'm so-. And Steve's character comes up, and he's like, I'm Alistair. I play Steve. And I was like, okay. Now get me a fucking <laughs> beer, bitch. <Yeah. laughs> Maybe it was after a really long day of filming, but I haven't seen him again in the, in the making since then. But hey, we'll see. Maybe well, I need to look I- up other things he's been in. Well, maybe that's why he hasn't been acting since 2013. He's on a PCP trip. So, <laughs> so. anywho, I think we're all running out of steam. We've hit that 57-minute mark. Uh, we've got some plugs. So if you guys um, want to buy some Slashers Pod merch on over at Redbubble, um, we just posted a picture. Micah bought the Mars Rats uh, tank top, and it's summertime. So it's time to flash those nipples and, and, and get in our scantily clad Slashers Pod Redbubble. Buy our merch. Um, what else do we got here? You guys got any more plugs? Uh, we had an exclusive on the Patreon about a killer lawnmower movie. Ooh, yes, yes. So we did Blage. So one of the best summertime movies. It's better than Jaws, I think. You don't even need to watch Jaws. Just watch Blades because it's it's basically a a carbon copy of that with a lawnmower and a golf course. Um, and then if you have a Roku, which we're always plugging Roku on this uh, show here, uh, go ahead and check out B Movie TV. It's a free channel on Roku you can download uh, we there's a bunch of movies that play on there and um, Jake, Jake is on the channel Saturday Night Terrors at 10pm when your hire is not on um, so that's Saturday Night Terrors at 10pm I'm on Friday Night Action at 8 so we're always showing a bunch of crazy action movies and then Sundays um, at 10pm it's the Grandpa Oats Cinema Woodchipper show where we show a bunch of crazy fucked up um, and, and overall I, I want to say like transgressive films we just showed a film um, from a director, Kevin Walter, we showed Tower Rats. Um, and say what you will about the film, but, you know, it, it's it, it's something. Maybe you have to be under the influence of, uh, you know, weed or alcohol, but, uh, you know, who am I to decide that? Besides, Grandpa just sits there and fans his nuts while you enjoy your movie, so. You yeah. know, Doug, I'm just going to say real quick, because I did see last Sunday's episode of Grandpa Oats. Uh-huh. If there was anybody that is going to remake this movie and do it justice, it would be the one, Doug. Wow. Well, I did. Uh, well, did you pick up a plot from that film? Because I couldn't. I'm like, it's just. Well, there's a guy that eats. Oh, dog not tower shit. rats. I meant gutter balls. Oh, gutter. Oh, I would love to fucking do like a. a oh n- man. Version of a gutter Doug, balls. A Doug Watt directed gutter balls. That would be fun. Well, actually, not to go off topic here, but um, the movie I'm doing, uh, the movie is called Trash Juice. But I, I did. It, I recently filmed a segment called The Shit Eaters, and a lot of the. If you like the dialogue from Gutter Balls. Um, I think we went even more explicit in the shit eaters. Um, mm-hmm. Coker, you play a character named Pickle Dick. I play Pickle Dick and his vacuum cleaner wife. Yeah, so she gets a lot of blowjobs from his vacuum cleaner at a park, and while he's like sitting there masturbating to horse cocks, uh, the shit eater comes out and shoves the funnel up his ass and sucks all the shit out and 
makes yeah, that and, shit and, daiquiri. And then we do a close-up of my eyes doing the Chucky thing from Child's Play 2, going, ah, <laughs> like that. So. Yeah, so I, I think it's giving gutter balls a run for its money. See, Ryan Nicholson, even though you're dead, I could still combat you in, in offensive and gross filmmaking. <laughs> so there's that. Oh, with a better camera, of course. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, who wants to send us home? Because I'm all out of Lyft and Uber tickets, and i got to pay my Boost Mobile money. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode of Smoke Break, guys. Thank you very much to Mikey for being a guest on our little segment. i got to get one of the stoners on a Call Your Girlfriends and see what happens. So. <laughs> yep. Y'all can oh, yeah. Well, to, to aid in my uh, room, and we'll have a sleepover. Yeah, there okay. you go. And then you okay. could paint your nails, and you'll have the nail emoji with the paint, and you could talk cheese. So Always. Yeah, well, thanks for having go. me. It's been fun, guys. Love y'all. Well, love you too, and uh, happy Pride Month. And, uh, and... Uh, you yes. fucking interrupted and, uh, me, you fucking Oh, my God, fucking again. Oh, you motherfucker. Oh, fucking hell. Shut I can't fuck I fucking up. in this thing. Get me a can't fucking line. Can't I fucking in this thing, you stupid asshole? Jesus Christ. Anyway, Bitch. guys. <laughs> Goodbye we... and good day, you motherfucker. <coughs> <coughs>